centuries, mankind has been fascinated with realms outside of our conscious awareness. Through a series of interviews with practitioners, guest speakers, and experts, Liberate the podcast covers all that and more, from health and holistic healing to the supernatural. We aim to educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. Hello and welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. Again, this week we have an amazing one of our own, tarot extraordinaire, our tarot teacher, and somebody that's been dealing and doing the tarot and studying it for over 30 years, meet Paul. Hello, I'm so glad to be here. So glad to have you. Thank you. You know, I think that a a lot of people love... um, you know, and are fascinated by tarot because it has such an immense history and, mm-hmm. it, um, and you know, it dates back to, you know, ancient Egypt. Indeed. I mean, it is, I think, where it goes and where they think that that was the first tarot deck, you know, that started. And um, a lot of people will start getting onto a path and want to learn a little bit more about tarot. And I figured, mm-hmm. you know, you can talk a little bit about what is tarot and maybe what you know of the history and we'll take it from there and see where we go. Sure. Well, um, tarot is an ancient ancient method, as you said, of divination. And uh, the playing cards that we use now, you know, with spades and clubs and all of that, come from tarot. And as you, uh, as we have some, some healers and practitioners and readers here who actually use playing cards, and I have a, a couple of times in readings, um, I was drawn to tarot uh, in high school. And uh, instead of, you know, working in study hall, I was studying tarot. And what, what I was interested about is, uh, is the symbolism that it shows. I'm a very visual person. And as I began to learn about the cards and, and how they worked and the story, I, uh, I also am fascinated with stories and, and history and, and the skill of writing. I just became absorbed in it. And that sort of sort of started my journey, um, especially as a teenager. I loved that it was kind of gothic and kind of mystical and a little dirty, bad, and wrong in a <laughs> heavily Christian um, society. So I, I kind of dug that. Uh, and as I began to learn more and actually read for people at lunch and uh, at study hall, and part of what I was uh, learning is I thought, no, what I'm picking up along with this, it sort of began to open my own intuition. And I began to then use the cards in a different way where I was confirming what I, I was already feeling. And so as all of that began to link together, I also discovered there were more cards than just the writer deck, which is a, a wonderful basic deck that um, I even reference for when I'm teaching because it's a very sort of universal writer deck. It's sort of universal symbiology. The one that I actually use in my private readings and so forth is the mythic tarot that goes along with uh, Greek mythology because I was fascinated with that as a child. And I also like the the timelessness of the symbols there that um, as people come to me for questions or guidance or or sometimes just to figure out where they're, they're standing in their life story. Uh, because those stories are ancient and and that's how we learn we certainly don't we don't learn by words we learn by example and that's what the the tarot is for me is it gives examples of of perhaps what you're doing in a way out of of the situation or options for you interesting so your Mm -hmm. first your first deck i'm presuming it was the writer Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. and then from from there you you dove in and you kind of as you were giving people readings at lunch and everything you were Mm -hmm. realizing that it's right on, but it was also right on with what you were mm-hmm. feeling. And pretty soon, not only did I find out that the, the story that I was seeing in the cards that was relating to the person that was asking, there was an aspect of that that I was experiencing. 
So it brought a joining together. Uh, and I, I believe I have such great respect for for my clients to come to see me because there must be a reason the two of us are brought together. You know, in a crazy world that's spinning at supersonic speed through the heavens, and we're just getting to, through traffic in Los Angeles, the fact that, <laughs> <laughs> that we're both drawn to the same place and same time, I have great respect for. Interesting. Now, a lot of, let's take it, you know, there's people that are listening that have, you know, been playing with tarot for, you know, many years and utilizing it and studying it. And then there's people that are just picking up a deck or interested mm -hmm. in picking up a deck. And, you know, the thing that fascinates me the most about it is it tells the human existence within that, you know, the major and the minor arcane. Mm -hmm. um, can, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Sure. There's the, the major arcana is the sort of the, what I call the, the big cards. And then the minor arcana, um, if you're thinking playing cards are like the ace, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, up to the ten. Um, because I, I am fascinated with everyone's story because ultimately it's what also draws us to art and to music. There is the universality of our existence. And so therefore, putting out a spread, I will, I will notice cards that, um, especially if I've this has been very recent and I'm still humbled. I sometimes still feel like I'm such a uh, novice at it, although I have a lot of practice. Each individual reading is so uh, revelatory for me. I will, uh, now that I've had a few clients that have been returning, I'll see the same card. Now there are 78 cards in the deck. I will see the same card that they've chosen move into different positions. Mm. So that they've made progress and it brings a newer respect that it isn't it isn't some sort of marvelous skill, although it is a skill that I've developed, but that there is a larger hand. So there's there's me, and there's the person that's sitting with me, and then there is another entity in the room that's working with us. Mm. It's it's uh, wonderfully humbling. Interesting. So let's, so the major the major players of the mm -hmm. major events of those mm -hmm. major arcane. Mm -hmm. Can you elaborate a little bit on on what those are? Like, are they they life events or? They can be life events. Um, in my deck, one of my favorite is is uh, the star, which is always a, a bright, or the sun. You know, these are, are large cards that uh, augment a time when um, it's a, a larger event. We need a little more of your attention to be paid for it. Um, some of the other details of the minor give us some flavorings, as if we were cooking flavorings to what the issue is. But um, I've had instances where, once again, there's 78 cards, and somebody's come in with a big issue, and we are, for whatever reason, only dealing in the major arcana. Every time you flip over a card, I'm like, well, this is going on at the same time, and this is going on. No wonder you need to have a nap, because it's just, <laughs> you're up at bat for a lot of these things. So, um, Interesting. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you're continuously learning and continuously mm -hmm. humbled by the experiences mm -hmm. of the tarot. Mm -hmm. Can you take me through, you know, take us through maybe a couple of the aha moments or learnings through some of that, you know, like you said, where... It's all all major things are happening. Or... Well, once again, what I'm what I'm recently discovering and I'm really enjoying is it is a confirmation of what I'm intuitively picking up. I'm sort of opening up into different areas uh, of almost like becoming a baby medium, which I've fought for a very long time. Um, so what I'm finding now, and once again, I, I've certainly been doing tarot long enough that I will come in and I'll immediately start getting information. So as somebody is beginning to shuffle cards, I will keep a little note next to me of what I think I'm already picking up in someone's field. So then we start doing the cards, which are like dear old friends of mine. I'm like, oh, in fact, the other day, in a reading, I went, oh, I expected to see you. And she looked at me, 
and it was a confirmation just for me of what I thought I already knew about a certain situation. And so within these aha moments of, of this, once again, age-old divination, these, these cards have been around for years, but once again, to watch them walk through a deck or to um, confirm what I've already felt is, is humbling as well. So that's, that's my new aha moment is it's confirming what I've already picking up in someone's energy field as they come in. So that's kind of cool. And that kind of takes you back to when you first were studying tarot Mm -hmm. is that it was a little bit of that confirmation, Mm -hmm. you know, and so now it's even at a Mm -hmm. deeper level Mm -hmm. where you're you're writing and and knowing what cards are going to be coming up. Now, people can come in for readings for so many different things, Mm -hmm. but when do you think that it's, it's best that people come and seek readings? Well, a couple ways. First of all, if you're in, if you're in need, if there is something up and you are just, uh, as my grandmother would say, it ends in tea kettles. When you're just, you need a, you need a little glut, that's mm-hmm. always a good time. It's also, think of it as a checkup. I don't, I don't think uh, every three months or every six months is not a bad idea just to check, see where you are. Uh, if you're going through a big transition, if you're changing a job, if you're considering marriage, if you're um, thinking of a move, I would check in. Um, people come to readers, I think, for three reasons. Romance, finance, or hot pants. <laughs> you know, where's my money? Is this the one? Are they coming back? And um, and so oh, that's usually... I like the, the way that you put it. That's, I mean, it's so true. It is true. And so so it's interesting that sometimes people go, well, you know, I'm really in love with this person and I really want to know. And it's very clearly in the cards that you have made perhaps not a, a really wise choice in this instance. And... Um, I am I am sort of a reader that uh, well a friend of mine sometimes says well you're one kick-ass psychic because I'm not somebody that fusses with okay here's the deal you made a bad choice and I'm like well no but I love him well love is no reason to have a relationship <laughs> you know you've seen too many movies that's bad information because the codependency problem you're working on and they're like <clears throat> well I wanted to talk about him no but it's you're in front of me they're not in the room, so I'm not quite sure how to help you with this. The idea is let's get clarity, and then if you want to continue this bad choice, please feel free. But, um, you know, and I've had a couple of you go, wow, and so there's really nowhere to run. Well, that's why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so we, now you have, you know, especially with the cards in front of us, these are the options. Let's look at this. What do you think about this? Um, and I like that, that you, you, mm-hmm. you look at... How can you move beyond a current situation? Mm-hmm. These are the options, you mm-hmm. know, giving people and seeing that they very much have a choice, but it's nice. I mean, I think that when people get a get a reading or in want to kind of explore one of these three topics that mm-hmm. you just said, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. any in that matter, it's kind of like taking you above yourself. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times I look at people as like we're having these blinders on and that we're only seeing this narrow focus that is right in front of us, myself included, other people that I know. And But when you go and get a reading, it's like suddenly you have this bigger perspective. It's not about, you know, all of a sudden this is the this is a certain future and you have no option out of it, it's, it's quite the opposite. It's like you have choices and if you want to act this way or you want to act this way, but this is how you can move beyond this. Mm-hmm. Well, what I also find is interesting is because we're so caught in our own story, uh, if we could do it by ourselves, we'd each have our own planet. So, there would, you know, we'd be wandering around our own planet, we wouldn't need any help. But we, we so need each other for perspective, for companionship, uh, for the shared, you know, it's one of the reasons I love Liberate so deeply. This is, somebody asked me the other day, and you can tell when somebody's sort of new to this, they've come from a very 
pie chart, practical spreadsheet world. And they're like, so you work at a bookstore. Uh, well, we offer books. We offer several <laughs> different things to do. And they go, oh, well. And I, I mentioned uh, Janelle, I don't, you had her on a, uh, one of the podcasts. She's a mar- marvelous crystal practitioner and Akashic Records reader. So I was explaining that. And you could see this person was like, Akashic Records? I, don't. I said, so I really work at Hogwarts is really what it is. And he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I said, that's really, but if you think about how fascinated you are with, with the magical it's not just a good idea. This world exists. This world is here, and it's at Liberate. So please come in, and, and you know, we can, because I've had people in the middle of a tarot reading go, well, I want to talk about past lives. Well, you know, that's not really my area of expertise, but let me refer you to one of our, our dear friends here. Um, but while we're here, this is the life you were dying to live. So <laughs> we'll be concentrating here, but if you want to, to wander off into another one, please feel free. Um, and I have great, great uh, respect for past life regressions. I've had a couple that are unbelievable. Interesting. And I, I, I love the way that you look at and say, you know, people are fascinated with schools and, or like stories like Hogwarts and, and different things along those lines because, you know, it exists. We have so much going on. And, and I, I find it interesting that sometimes people are so caught up in uh, intricate details of science and being... Uh, specific, but yet science is always changing. And I mean, let's like look at the uh, the the most. You know, even if you take science, we're stardust that has formed together that's spinning. God knows how fast. I don't know mm-hmm. around the sun that's held up mysteriously. And, you know, we pretend as if we are uh, right side up when, in fact, we're hanging upside down. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Absolutely. Indeed. And yet you don't want to believe that there could be other types of uh, mystical powers or realms happening when, if you just look at those facts that, Mm -hmm. you know, science has proved. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, the fact that, you know, looking at these dynamics and what I'm most fascinated with with the tarot is that, it's really something that has been around since almost the dawn of humanity. I mean, they've, they've taken it that it's hieroglyphics that are on the Egyptian temples and that it was redone and actually Greece was mm-hmm. the second renderances of the tarot um, back eons ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that it's kind of circled and it's told the story of humanity and the same problems that we're facing as souls and beings today are the mm-hmm. same problems and the same things that were faced then. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's one of those true and 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 uh, uh, tied and true like elements. Indeed, know? indeed. The human story is such a fascinating and multifaceted one that that's why I don't think you could stuff it into just a quick eighty years here. I think I think our existence is so large that having a little map. I sometimes refer to tarot as sort of a spiritual GPS, you know, or or a nice map. You wouldn't hang a map on the wall and worship it. That's not what we're doing here. Because there are some some people who are afraid. You know, of terror, they're like, oh no, that's very frightening. I said, yeah, but you have a GPS in your car. And <laughs> so, so I don't understand. Wouldn't it be nice? And I will frequently say in a reading, let's come up the stepladder with me and look down on your life. So yeah. like from a balcony, so we can, we have a better perspective up here. Well, and people will frequently say, oh my God, these are, ter-, you know, I'm afraid that that, well, nothing's set in stone. That's the wonderful thing about tarot. These are the possibilities. These are options for you. But you've been granted a gift that wasn't even give the, given the angels, and that's the power of choice. And isn't it nice standing here 
that power has been returned to you. You can choose whichever way you'd like to go. So yeah. let's aspect that then. Then I will pull some more cards to aspect. Well, what about this? So, so. And what a beautiful way of looking at it is, is like a GPS or higher clarity mm -hmm. um, because so many people hold on to this negative connotation that it's witchcraft or that it's evil or that you're tapping into the, you know, but it's it's nothing more or less than a tool. It's a tool, absolutely. When um, And I love comparative theology. One of the reasons I am so drawn to this work and this living is few people know that the Catholic Church has a, a staff of astrologers at the Vatican. You know, they have their own observatory down in South America. And you see people go, huh? And I'm like, how are you surprised? In the Christ story, which I love the story of Jesus, um, one of the ascended masters I love very dearly, what did they follow? A star. What were the wise men? Astrologers. Don't be surprised. So <laughs> yeah, no, and, and, and I've, uh, I've heard that in most of the different religions that you look at, um, that it was actually all around astrology absolutely you know even even the dying and resurrected it's like at the winter solstice the sun drops in the mm -hmm. or the moon drops in the sky or it, the sun drops in the sky and then three days later rises again because of the the difference in the shift and you know um we can have a different podcast on that a different day <laughs> certainly um, i'd love to but um it's definitely an interesting aspect and i mean mm -hmm. it, it, back in the you know those the, the ancient times you know astro astronomers were one of the highest professions mm -hmm. and, and very sacred you know I think I think we all are so hungry for the sacred you know currently because we're here here in Los Angeles this fascination with the walking dead and zombies and vampires you know at one time in society uh, the idea of eternal life was very um, important so we went to priests and mystics you know um, to perhaps be able to, you know, be granted, if you were good enough, and that's in quotes, air quotes, good enough, you would have eternal life. Mm -hmm. um, but what I think is fascinating in the past 15 or 20 years, when we now say the word priest, we think child molester. Yeah. And so instead of looking to something holy, now that, that, um, that ideology has become a demon. Do you know it's become the walk? People go, well, don't you love The Walking Dead? I'm binge watching it this weekend on Netflix. I'm like, no, I walk Hollywood Boulevard. I see The Living Dead. It's also um, that it gives you that time and energy to turn out anything else and focus on exactly what is really going on. Because mm -hmm. in a way, it's kind of like a form of therapy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I remember uh, in a dark moment in my life when I was still playing by other people's rules. He said, flipping his blonde hair over one shoulder. Um, <laughs> that I thought, I remember thinking, I don't know that we need to send depressed people to hospitals where it's cold and frightening and, and it has its place. I think they need to be sent to a spa and told they're pretty. I think there's, there's <laughs> so much more. You know, sometimes sometimes you're just having a bad day, you know, and yeah. you need to be reassured. You know, the, the strength of the human spirit is unbelievable. Uh, but sometimes you just need that. And, and I find that certainly in readings. Uh, I myself avail myself of, of some of the wonderful practitioners we have here at Liberate are just top of the mark, man. Well, the first time, you know, uh, when I walked into this store, uh, the feeling in here is like no other. Um, if you're hearing this anywhere in the world, it's, it, it's a destination tour for you, for sure, to come to this store. Because the, uh, the love and the peace that you will find here, and then the instruction, um, there, it's no no place like it. This is probably one of the best plants. I love it here. <laughs> this place on the planet. It's true. 
He says, blushing. <laughs> and honored to be part of it, for sure. And Paul, we're honored to have you be Thank part you. of it. Thank you. Um, so going back a little bit mm -hmm. more to tarot, mm -hmm. what are some of your favorite cards? You know, you well, mentioned the sun and you mentioned the, the, the star. star um, but I mean, like when you see something come up and it's like, or do you have certain cards that you're like, this means this, you know, like I've heard like, you know, the two of hearts being the soulmate card or whatever. Mm -hmm, do you have mm -hmm. like things that are pretty specific or do you go mostly on your, on, on your feeling now? Well, there are three cards that I, I uh, remember when I was uh, a baby, intuitive baby tarot reader that would make me flinch was the tower for sure. Because it's very far. It shows a tower and, and things falling apart, and it's it's pretty destroyed. Or the three of swords, which uh, is usually piercing the heart. Or um, let's see, what's another one that really caused? Oh, death. Because people, are like, am I going to die? Well, I, because I've done this work for so long, dying is not actually a, a bad idea. In some instances, it can be part of healing, but it does mean time to pay attention. There's a rebirth to happen. Because in one respect, there is there that we will end our physical experience. Certainly these blood bags, we will finally lay down, but they're in the realm of the spirit. There isn't any death, but what does bring my attention in those three cards. And when I see them, I was talking earlier about when I go, Oh, there you are. If I'm picking up with somebody that they are in great distress, I expect to see the tower show up. I expect to see death show up because that's letting us know that you're in the middle of it. So then I see where it's aspected. Now, oh goodness. And uh, so I, those, I, I don't know if they're, if they're my favorites, but they're, they're my friends. I rely on them. Um, and it's interesting about uh, the three of, of hearts. It can sometimes mean, you know, pierced in the heart uh, of literate, quite literally, perhaps a romance is not going the way you want it to, or perhaps uh, there's been a betrayal at work or something like that. But I always watch the card right behind it because there's the solution, there's the remedy. Interesting. As, as we're moving along. Because um, it's, all, it's all a story. I mean, nothing, it's all a story, absolutely. Nothing's forever. And that I, that's, I think, a, another thing. I don't know if you'd agree, but, you know, when somebody comes in and gets that reading and kind of help them see that and move beyond and find those solutions or potential mm -hmm. solutions that they could achieve, they can see that it's also temporary. Absolutely. absolutely. Well, I will also frequently ask, what, do you, what would you like to have happen? And people get a little like, I don't know what should happen. No, the universe always says yes to you, even to your own self-destruction. So what would you like to have happen? And this woman the other day goes, what? I said, if you look at life like, she was a filmmaker. I said, if you look at life like a movie and where you are, it's like a monster is chasing you down this endless hallway and, and there's no way out and you're slammed up against that, that wall at the end and you're going, oh my gosh, to the monster. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? The monster always goes, I don't know, it's your movie. <laughs> so this this is returning you once again to the power of choice. So what would you what would you like to do? Well, I, I would just wanna I just wanna be happy. Excellent choice, good place to start. So now that you wanna be happy, now happy changes the vibration. So since that changes, let's you know I then actually have them pick a card. So now that it, you've made that choice for happy, where should we go from here? Interesting. And I love that because I think that another stigma that uh, rests out there is it's feeling that people are turning their power over to somebody if they're mm -hmm. getting a reading when mm -hmm. it's it's quite the opposite, at mm -hmm. least with the people that are working here. And, and, you know, I mean, of course, there's the gypsy weird, you know, dynamics mm -hmm. and things like that. But I mean, when people are really coming from the light, it's it's giving the power back to that person and saying, Absolutely. how can we empower you to move forward in your mm -hmm. life? Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I am. Um, I love uh, when clients come back with good news, or they went, "This exact." Not only is it a lovely confirmation, which I enjoy, but I love to see that people um, have been enriched, have gotten through a tough spot, or at the very best, can laugh about it later. Because what seems so terribly dramatic in one moment, you know, there will be another spring. The sun will come up again tomorrow. But what what do you like about this choice? Uh, especially, it's fascinating. I've, I've um, recently about people because it's usually an issue of power, mm. and especially around relationships. Um, what, where, where, when? And that sounds like it's a big loaded question. But who has the power? Because. Yeah, it was fascinating to me. It was a younger woman who was very consciously giving over all of her power to the object of her affection and then wondering why she was so frustrated and waiting for instruction from the other person who didn't want her power at all. Mm. But she was working out of an idea. And once again, because I work with archetypes, she was working out of an idea of sort of, I can't think of a better stereotype, but a 50s housewife because she had seen that modeled for her. And as we walked through it, she finally said to me, she goes, is it wrong that I don't think I want to be married? I said, well, no. See, once again, it's power of choice. What do you, what do you want? She goes, well, I thought I was doing the right thing. Mm. I said, for who? Yeah. She People said, have... this may be a bad idea. I said, well, but for today, you're not yeah. married. And for today, he didn't ask. So you're good. Yeah. And that's, and that's realizing that, you know, we are the center of our life and that we can make these choices and i love that you know when you said that you you when you were still playing by other people's rules and that you decided to take that you know i think the undertones of that is now you're not you're playing by your own rules Mm -hmm. you know and that we can really start to shift and navigate how we see things and then empower because even if let's let's say have you ever had to give somebody really bad news in a reading Mm -hmm. yes Okay. And, and bad news, you know, in, in, in air quotes, bad news in the fact that, once again, around romance, um, that, that where they were thinking this should be going, the indicators here was it was a dead stop in all areas. And then as she was telling me the story, I drew a couple more cards and what was then revealed to me. And I, I will ask in a reading, do you want to know everything? Yeah. Um, I could see that the person, the object of her affection she was only one of many from their side and she was focusing only on this person mm. and i checked with inner guidance and i thought does she need to know that right now because especially when i was a younger reader i was so excited that i had information i wanted to tell you and then watch somebody almost pull their hair out it's not a good idea <laughs> so when she finally said because i i just know that uh, this person is the one and there, there are two things that make my back stiffen is, is it my soulmate? <laughs> and um, is this the one? Well, it's currently the one in front of you. <laughs> so since it's the one in front of you, are you the best you you can present? Yeah. Because I will tell you 95% of the time we are, are working out, we're coloring in our coloring book from other people's crayons, as I've said before. So in this instance, when I finally said, I have some information. Um, that this person that you're interested in is actually seeing a few more people just than you. Mm-hmm. And she just dissolved into sobbing hideous tears. And my favorite, she goes, I thought so. I said, so you knew. She goes, but I thought I was making it up. I said, see, that's the thing about intuition. Sometimes it's not good news. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know about you. My intuition is not subtle. It's not like, excuse me, Paul, could I have a moment? My intuition opens with, get out of this room. Yeah. Move now. She goes, well, yeah, on our first date, I thought when he had to check his phone while we were having dinner, I said, and you've gone with him for four years? Honey. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> well, and that's sometimes, you know, it's and, and, it's, and that may be the, the best news, as you said, you know, when, when you move beyond something, you realize, you know, the reason for it and what can seem as a is a tragedy or sadness or pain can eventually be something that's really mm-hmm. quite good. So what I, I do what I do find is some people and we can find that in a reading is change is inevitable. But it's happening for it's going on all the time, all the time. It's not my favorite thing either, I have to say. But uh, people will do nearly anything to stay at stasis as opposed to change. Even if where they're at is miserable. Absolutely, because the familiar seems like a good idea. So the comfort zone, you know, mm-hmm. space and, you know, it's pushing and, you know, so I think that anybody that's listening is being open to that larger perspective and knowing that, you know, when you come in and get a reading and guidance and, and, and that just helps you see it better. It might not be what you want to hear, but ultimately it's probably what you need to hear so that you can move beyond and be the next you, you know, and instead of like, is this person the one for me? Is this person the person that's going to put me at the best me that I can be and really lift my spirits up. And if that answer is no, why would you want to waste your time and Mm -hmm. energy? Mm -hmm. You know, once you want to say, okay, great, you know, like, and ultimately if you're asking that question, I think that there's already intuitive doubt, right? Would you agree? I agree with you. Absolutely. Because when you know, you don't question, you don't ask, you know, Mm -hmm. but there, there's something that, you know, you're already, you're already questioning it. Well, and I think, I think people, are sort of intuitive they, they get the hit so to speak they get the information but it would cause them to have to change at a level they're not ready for so you put it off so you put it off and the more that I, I do this work and the more that I'm in it my I know my guardian angel must throw herself on the couch and go oh please you're hysterical I have things handled I've got a map would you just calm down for a minute there is a wonderful plan for you your life is is meant to feel good your life is meant to be unfolding um, and sometimes especially if you're going through a tough time that's hard to believe that's what that's a time when readings are really important I love that you know that's that's uh, when you need to be reminded of the magnificence of who you are and that really this is really a wonderful playground if you let it but um, and that's it, the, uh, the gift of allowing. Sometimes you have to stand with your hands quietly folded, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you've been playing in the mud for a while. <laughs> it's, it's time to just stand. That's what we talk about, cleansing. Sometimes you have to get cleansed to move along, you know. You have to clean out the closets. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Paul, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you would like to, you know, share a final note? Um, well, I just, I want to encourage everyone to stop by this wonderful uh, place on the planet, the Liberate Emporium here in uh, Las Vegas in Los Angeles. So, um, and see and Paul. Come, yeah, well, well, you come see me, but <laughs> just come experience the story. And all these lovely folks that you'll get to meet here on the podcast, um, we're real people, and you can come and, and uh, romp and play with us, and, and we look forward to seeing you here. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And um, thank you, Paul, for being on. If anybody has any other questions in regards to anything that Paul has said, um, feel free to give us a call at Liberate or check out our website. And you can contact us um, 
and look up uh, Paul's bio with additional information at liberateemporium.com. All right, tune in next week.